think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. the week uh and actually throughout the last you know couple of years i've been using the middle class holes youtube page to troll uh, <laughs> 9-11 conspiracy theorists when i probably should i should probably go ahead tell the folks why you've been using the middle class holes youtube channel to troll 9-11 conspiracy theorists because my original one got banned okay why uh they didn't say uh but wasn't it because you were trolling 9-11 conspiracy theorists Exactly. Yes. But I was probably using uh, this time. I was probably insulting them this time around. I make 100 percent certain to not use, you know, insulting terms. I really should stop if I give a fuck about our uh, our page in general, because someone's going to report us. And then all these goddamn videos I've I've put up are going to just go go to waste. I just figured you should stop because, you know, you might save yourself a lot of psychological damage right. as you get into your uh your your age itself. I was gonna say Happy birthday by the way. No 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 next week. We got one week. Oh fuck your birthday then. I got one more week to troll. Uh I was like, is it today? I I didn't think it was today. Yeah, yeah. One more week. Uh but I was getting so there was someone who uh decided to hop in on a comment thread who then started referring to me as bald. So, Mer, I can only think that she hopped on our channel and 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 assumes that I'm you. I tried to say, "Hey, look, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm Fox Man," but I don't know if you're watching the show. I don't know if you how how intently you're checking out our videos. Uh, well, okay, come on, I I need it. Spoon me my medicine. Give give me that castor oil. So, what was she saying? Go ahead. What was the description? It just said something like "ball loser," but she and then I tried to. <laughs> Explain to her that 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 uh, there's three of us. That's my co-host. Uh, I you know I'm not that one. But and then I tried to say, I said you're dumb enough to think that's offensive. But thank you, appreciate it, yada yada. Uh, and th- that was it. So and then she still didn't get it. She just kept continued to say it. She continued to throw that out there. Wow, man. I mean, I thought body shaving was over. This is exactly what I've been talking about. You guys seem to just like brush this all to the side. But baldness is the last, it's the last thing. It's the last thing that people can just use as ammo to try to uh, degrade somebody. And I don't care. <laughs> well, I don't appreciate it, but I also don't care. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have brought that to your attention or put this, you know, spelled that out on the podcast if I didn't think you'd, one, care, or two, couldn't handle it. But I know that, well, yeah, I tell this story. It has nothing to I'm do a with little you. more offended by the fact that. At whatever asinine uh, retorts you were going back and forth with this person, is they automatically assumed it was me. It just makes me feel like they think I'm dumber than I am. That's, that's what an I w- insult to you, by the that's way. That's what I was getting at. That yeah. they obviously clicked on our channel. They obviously watched at least a bit of a bit to understand that there's three people. And she immediately said, that's the dickhead who trolls. That's got to be the asshole who <laughs> goes to these pages and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I was gonna say that was the assumption. Like she looked at the three of us, and it was like it's definitely that guy, mm-hmm. that fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm actually pr- I'm proud to give off that energy. Uh, I probably use social media less than anybody on this show. Probably that's true. the greatest part of it. Probably true. true. Probably true. I think that like other than you know some little uh, I see you with the uh, the fam every now and then, and most of the time that's the wife tagging you 
Uh, yeah. But you, every now and then, mm-hmm. if you, you're with William and you, you'll throw up a little something. And then for the podcast, you know, that's, I mean. Yeah, but you, you don't, but I don't comment. I do not. I do not. I refuse to post on any, like, I just don't, I don't post any political things. I don't uh, comment about the world in any capacity anymore. I, I gave that up. Hmm. I feel like I'm better for it. But then when I got some stupid bitch just assuming that it's me, it makes me want to get back in the game. It's yeah. like I might as well defend myself if people are attacking me without even firing a shot. Yeah. That seems unfair. You know, and the other thing that I want to bring up, this person didn't and I like how you dumb bitch. I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna stoop that low, by the way. Uh I do enjoy how you can you can click on the icon and you can go to our page and you can see and I've done a, a at least, you know, so I'm somewhat biased. I think I've done a pretty good job of cataloging the videos. You can go and see these videos on our on our page. Uh, and immediately if I just get like in under someone's skin, they say, yeah, oh, you're a paid troll. The government's paying you. Like what what gives off that vibe? You can go and look and see I'm in. And then this is what gets them. I say, I'm a nobody just like you. I'm a nobody. I'm a, no, I'm somebody, man. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I almost got involved in a conversation. Oh, man, I almost want to look up. They basically, Joe Rogan just had a guy on, a a professor. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bitch with some things. Mm -hmm. And this guy was talking about, like, trauma, addiction, anxiety. And he actually said something that started to make me tear up because it was so profound and, and and a buddy of mine said, hey, if you guys haven't checked out this episode, you should really give it a listen. And someone jumps on. It's like, ah, oh, I was fully aware that you were uh, that you listened to some toxic people. But I can't believe that you would post that you would listen to such a toxic man like Joe Rogan. I have to assume that this professor is toxic as well. And I'm just like, you psychotic cunt. Who, like, who said this? Yeah, like, just, yeah, that's so weird. Just some chick so that. That commented on my buddy's page saying everybody should listen to this episode if they've experienced any trauma yeah. or if they have anxiety or if they've had addiction. It's it's a very enlightening and, you know, uh, calming episode to hear that, you, you know, that you're not broken, I guess. Mm. And this chick just comes straight in like, well, I guess I'll never be listening to this since these are two toxic men, obviously. <sighs> and I'm just like, oh, I just wanted to eviscerate her like. He even said, like, I've never listened to Rogan since he's so obviously radioactive and toxic. This is like, wait a minute. You have no idea what the man talks about, yet you've already, like, labeled him in such a way. This is, uh, Alan, correct me if I'm wrong here, because I I think Alan leans a little more left. I lean down the middle. Mur, you lean a little more right. And when I see, when I see and or hear things like this, I immediately go, you know, you got, you got the, you you got the dome conservatives. And then you got the whiny liberals, someone who obviously made this assumption or or thought up this idea after he had some controversial guests on during a very controversial time, a.k.a. COVID. But come on, you can't sabotage the body of work and what the man's done. It's a good show. It's a it's not for everyone. But hell, man, I, I don't I don't listen to the show. It's in, in its entirety. But there's some great bits. There's some great clips. There's some some small things There's some good interviews. Uh, and to sit there and be like, oh, toxic men, shut up. Jesus, why don't, why don't yeah. you go put some yeah, butter, some fucking like, margin on that bread and eat it? it? Yeah, it's like it's like scripted. 
You know what I mean? It's like both sides have scripts. Like both sides of, of like they have these weird scripts where like you know like toxic or something like that is one, and then like I don't know. It's just very strange to me. Like I think now you can start to kind of pick them out of my. But like yeah, I agree with you. Like I mean, I think Rogan's kind of a buffoon, but that's neither here nor there. He gets people on there who are educated and who do fucking like talk about interesting shit and his buffoonness kind of works in his favor for this, for the platform because he brings out information and asks questions and shit that fucking, you know, yield interesting answers. So yeah, the show's not all terrible. It just, you know, it got, it got into the weeds when everything was in the weeds with politics and fucking COVID and everything else, you know, and so yeah. people obviously attributed a negative connotation to it, but but, but if he gets people are dumb. if he gets like a, a band on there or an, a fellow comedian or you know someone that like those are those are toxic people. No, he's not. He you know Chris, he had Jake Roberts on there once. I mean Jake the Snake, the fucking DDT specialist. Yeah, that's so toxic. He's a pretty toxic guy. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he actually, I don't know that, that, to... that's your best choice. If, if you were to get a fucking like rad meter out, I, I can tell you that Jake the Snake, given his fucking body of work outside the ring, that thing's going to be much more than it's going to be around Joe Rogan. Like, that's a guy. That's a guy. I mean, we're talking like doing meth. Mm-hmm. Like, between shows, during shows. Oh, wait, you know? I thought he was just a drunk. Was he Was he a meth user, too? He was a, he, he was a little bit everything, buddy. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I think he got down. Yeah, good time. <laughs> there there well, was a really good... Generally about, about five or six years ago, I took a trip with probably 50 people down to Jacksonville for a Ravens game. And this is when you, you could rent out... You know uh, where the stadium is in Jacksonville... They have like front row of the upper deck. It's a little bit different. It's it's uh, it's tough to explain, but they have these pools sitting in the corner that have these like kind of your own secluded picnic areas, and you rent these out as a group. And you're literally in a pool watching a football game. So I, oh, I paid cool. for that. Yeah, and the Ravens were there. And after the game, <clears throat> what it, uh, ended, you know, like four four thirty, they put on the four thirty games on the jumbotron, and those people who were in those pools could stay there and drink for free until like six or six thirty. So it's like the stadium emptied and you're still there drinking and partying. And in between, like there was this walkway uh, between pools, you know, on opposite corners. And I was telling one of the guys I was with, I, like, I was like, if I were to say to you guys, Tony Baselli, do you know who that is? I feel like I do, but I have no context on okay. who the man He's is. A, I, the name sounds familiar. Hall of Fame left tackle for Jacksonville. He yep, he no, came up. Okay, that is. okay, he came up with Og, Jonathan Ogden same year, and those two were were kind of parallel in in terms of like the best left tackles in football from you know like the mid nineties all through like the mid two thousands. I told a guy that we were with, I said, like, "Hey, Tony Baselli and Jake the Snake Roberts are over there doing autographs," and he went, "Jake the Snake, <laughs> Jake, Jake Roberts." <laughs> so, just goes to show you name recognition. Sure, name recognition. Jake the Snake. Again, if I told Jake the Snake, "Fuck you," and he turned around like Bret Hart and gave me the look of shame, then yeah, I'm, I my my soul would wilt. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean the man didn't bang hookers in a parking lot of a <laughs> Waffle House at 3 a.m. after doing a line of crystal meth off a fucking pancake tray. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that those two things can't be true at once. 
still idolized the guy. The DDT was the most simple yet vicious maneuver in all of professional wrestling. It, it was kind of like the precursor to like the Stone Cold Stunner and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, simple move. Right. God. Man. What does DDT stand for, by the way, Wes? Oof. Man, I, I don't know. And it's it's weird because two of my most underrated wrestlers of all time, Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts, had that as a finishing move. So, and I, I don't know what DDT stands, stands for or stood for. Alan? No, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Do you, what's it stand for? I, I, was, I was kind of bluffing. <laughs> all right. Internet. There think, we go. I don't think it stands for anything. I thought it meant like like death downward death tackle or something bullshit dome, like that dome destroyer technique uh, uh hold on hold on rumors are banned let us do okay what for including okay so there's a bunch of like ones like that fucking uh damien's dinner time after jake's pet python damien Ooh, fucking i like that <laughs> yeah uh yeah all types of fucking just really bad like alliterative D fucking like fucking drape drop takedown drop downtown like it's just it's just it's like somebody was sitting in a room and was like we're just thinking of d words and t words yeah and that's fucking it and we're throwing them together <laughs> you uh, know what? so no they no probably... official no official no official uh answer actually when asked what ddt meant jake once famously replied the end mm. that was it. that's a great answer but you know what it is? They probably sat around the table all night doing coke. They came up with a hundred different names, and they all went started with a D, a D, and a T. And they were like, "Fuck, I can't remember." It's called DDT, man. Can you imagine this? One of the most famous wrestling moves of all time is three initials, and no one knows what they mean, and no one's questioned it. Yeah, Damien's dinner time is is wonderful, and you're right. No one has questioned, and no one has said like that. That stands for something. What are we doing? Christ, man. We should have been we should have been writing for these shows years ago. Yeah, man. There's actually a really good uh <laughs> like make this a fucking Jake's Jake Roberts. Uh <clears throat> there's actually two really good he okay. Early on he got into a feud with Ricky Ricky Steamboat and he was supposed to DDT him on concrete and he said, I you know, I don't know how I feel about that. And uh Steamboat's like, No, I I'll slip out at the last second, don't worry. And he didn't, and knocked him out. And uh, there's actually, <clears throat> and Jake Roberts picks him up, limp body and all, throws him in the ring, and starts yelling at uh, people like, "You told me to do this." Then later on down the road, he was supposed to. Uh, it was it was recorded but not aired, and he was supposed to attack. He attacked Hogan and DDT'd him um, to set up a feud where he was going to be the bad guy. But the crowd cheered. Because that at that point people started rallying behind Jake Roberts and started getting sick of the whole like Hulk Hogan shebang, and Vince scrapped the idea. It was like, no, like Hogan's my cash cow. I'm not going to have people cheering. People need to despise the bad guy. Sorry. And and Jake was like, damn, I lost out on a lot of money. Lost out on a good, you know, I would have taken an ass kicking for that kind of loot. Yeah. Mm. It does. It does make me wonder, like, what kind? I don't know. Did Hogan? Couldn't they have made just as much money with Hulk Hogan, like, having him lose every now and again? Wasn't he the champion for, like, five years straight or some shit? Yeah, some something like that. Something from, like, 84 to 89. Yeah. I mean, because it, it did make the Intercontinental Championship much more exciting because it's like, wow, there's no chance of winning the other belt, so we might as well have all these contenders for this one. Because then you had Jake Roberts, Honky Tonk Man, 
You had uh, Ultimate Warrior, uh, Rick Rude, Brad all Hart, those guys. Um, Roddy Piper. Brad Roddy Piper, Big Boss Man, mm -hmm. all all trying for the second tier belt because they were never going to give away mm. the fucking world championship. They were going to beat the snot out of him for 20 minutes, and then Hogan was going to snap out of it, you know, after the finishing move. And he's going to shake around. <laughs> look, looking like, looking mm -hmm. like a kid guy who had a kid in eighth grade for his entire life. <laughs> looking like Lenny from Mice and Men. Fucking shake. Nope. That don't hurt. <laughs> Nothing you did to me accumulated any kind of damage to my body. We I actually was joking around with a couple of buddies of mine who were much bigger wrestling fans than I was and and am now. And that's saying something, especially back around that time. But I always joked around about Hogan's leg drop. All right. It's like, you know. The ultimate, the atomic leg drop is what it was called. You know, Bobby Eaton used to do that off the top rope. And I had this theory that it's just because it was like, you know, 250-pound Bobby Eaton that the technique just wasn't as good. The 300-pound Hogan just off, off the ropes just was much more damaging. <laughs> well, they, they already caught the boot to the chin. Mm. So that, so that's, that's, that, weakened, that weakened the facial area. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Middle class holes, everyone. Murr, Allen, and Fox. Man, sorry for taking a trip down memory lane. The old, the old wrestling uh, uh, shebang. Um, Want to get into this news story? Did we post this on the official middle class holes Facebook page? No, I completely forgot. Okay. I did not, and I, and I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't really want to ruin it. I yeah. really just think that this is something that really just—it's so shocking. Yeah, that I think it just needs to be just rammed right in. Okay, <laughs> here's the deal. I a coworker of mine who does catch our stuff on Instagram was cackling at the buffalo wings in the vagina, and then I was like, "Hey, if you like that, you might like this." And we're going to talk about this tonight. And he was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" Uh, it reads, "Elon Musk agrees chess champion cheated using anal beads for comms, and that's short for communications." So the story goes, uh, Magnus Carlsen withdrew from a $350,000 tournament, uh, and Elon Musk says it's all about anal beads. Uh, so let's see here. The 19-year-old... I'm trying to find the goddamn guy's name. Does it really matter? The 19... No. That, yeah. <laughs> the 19-year-old champion basically pulled a move on the 31-year-old Norwegian Magnus Carlsen. Uh, it's Hans Neiman. Um, uh, Carlson walks away mid, mid, you know, mid match says, fuck it. I lose. Uh, and then apparently th there's some hubbub about the conspiracy involved in this, that, uh, Neiman, the 19 year old had anal beads stuck in his rear end. It was, uh, receiving communications from someone who don't know Eagle eye, some sort of, some sort of anal bead camera that snuck out and was <laughs> checking moves ahead of time. Um, your thoughts on the controversy, of what took place here at this chess tournament. And hey, have you guys cheated on any type of exam or big project or, or midterm or final? Go ahead. Alan? I mean... Alan's still trying to get... Over, he's trying to get over how anal beads equals comms. Do chess, do chess nerds care this much? $350,000, I will shove whatever you like up my asshole to fucking walk home with that purse. Yeah, six-pound bowling ball. One of the little kids' ones. Yeah, like, like I, don't know that that's, I don't know that that's enough money for that. I mean, <laughs> it is for, like, 
if we're just talking like I guess a standard anal bead, then sure, why not, right? Right. If it's gonna guarantee me, if it's gonna guarantee me three fifty, but like, I don't know, it just seems like a wild ass conspiracy theory. I mean, in <laughs> form, I guess if we did do it, how do we prove this? How does one prove the that the anal beads were in there at the time of chessing? <laughs> uh, how like how how does that go down? It's a great you know question, I mean? but. I do know that this is a legit story and not just Elon, like, you know, uh, grifting for um, yeah, advertising. Because I saw actually, um, I saw a legitimate news organization, and I can't remember which one, they posted it on their Facebook page. And I was like, okay, so this is a real story. And it kind of goes like this. Alan, they have, um, they have these vibrating beads that you can hook up to a cell phone. And so that you yeah. and your partner, you can be like, hey. Ooh, you like it like that? How about a little? How about a little faster? And so, the insert bead. Oh, boys, watching if, the game. If you guys are looking for any last-minute forty-year-old uh, uh, birthday <laughs> birthday gifts, <laughs> I might have. <laughs> because on on some very reputable websites, I've actually seen couples where they're sitting at dinner and uh, uh, homegirl has this inserted, and homeboys like looking over the menu, like, "What do you think about?" Chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's trying to uh, not, uh, she's trying to mop up her seat before the waitress comes. So anyway, somebody would be watching the game. And then as you kind of like hover your hand over a certain piece, somebody would like vibrate the shit out of that thing and be like, yep, that's the one. Do that move. Because you're a chess master. You know what each piece is supposed to do. You just don't necessarily know at the time which piece you should move at that moment. So... They, everybody cheats, man. Tour de France, Major League Baseball, professional football, soccer players, and apparently grandmaster chess players. All cheating because at the end of the day, that prize is too big to walk away from without an advanced edge. Alan, you looking man, up something? <laughs> I'm just I'm just kind of reading through the article. Like, yeah. Did you read to get to it's the just, part where the the uh, it's a uh, Hiraku uh, Nakamaru the but uh, he's a, he's a world champion blitz player who's also a good standard chess player basically just said that <clears throat> he wouldn't walk out like that in a million years he's a competitor something's up uh, you know that just seem, seem seems very very odd yeah yeah no I was looking at that I mean the kid's nineteen though right that's isn't that what that shit said nineteen yeah, yeah and the, the 19. guy he beats thirty one. God, yeah, man. slays me. That guy's like, half, half my age or fucking killing it. Yeah, maybe he's just like, maybe he's reached the the pinnacle. Maybe he's on a fucking chess bender. Like <laughs> he won the world to the title and was like, I'm not going back. I'm not giving him. He doesn't get a rematch. He's a piece of garbage. I'm going on a fucking coke bender, and like that's what he's doing. Maybe. I don't mm. know, man. This just seems crazy. Who's fucking? I don't care enough about chess, I guess, to put. To go this far for for fucking chess championships, I mean it'd be cool to could be called a grandmaster or something, but not this. I feel as though because I read in here that they said they take they take extraordinary measures to stop this type of stuff. Even so much so that it's a fifteen minute delay on the broadcast uh, for anyone who's watching to where they can't you know something like this can't be done. At what point is it reasonable? Like all right. Pull your pants down, spread your cheeks. Let's see what you got in there. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Yeah. You don't have a radio device in your sphincter. <laughs> so did Elon just make the claim 
Like ran like where or did this, somebody else claim this? I, I I'm willing to bet that there. I mean, Elon's obviously an upper tier thinker, so I'm sure he's interested in chess championships no, and such. No, 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 no. Okay. And <laughs> you, you guys and your Elon hate. I swear to God, that's all, Alan. And so I love the guy. I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that like there's there's chatter in the chess community that's like, well, he's been using anal beads, and I bet it's some. I just bet it's a thing. Like PEDs and regular sports. Like I heard a whisper that Lance Armstrong was spinning his blood and getting it repumped. Oh, that can't be true. He's just really good. Bullshit. Mm. I think I think all champions, all champions should be tested. All losers should be tested. Everybody, because there's too much. There's too much at stake here. I mean, what was at stake for me when I was in when I was in high school? I, look, I never wanted to get caught, but the lengths I went to to cheat. We're pretty grandiose. Mm. I can remember, and I've probably told this on here before, uh, German. We had to do vocabulary words every single week. He would only give us five on the test, but that's five out of 30. So I learned to write microscopic, and I would twist all the words up, and I would dip them down inside one of those clear Bic pens, either the black or the blue. I would take the thing out, the ink out. I would wedge the little piece of paper in there with all 30 words on it just to where you couldn't see them underneath my hand. And I, that, that's how I passed that fucking class because that's all we were graded on. And I, I, if I was ever to get caught, I probably would have shoved that fucker right up my meat wallet. Mm. <laughs> There's definitely no beads in there. There's a big pen with some German words. <laughs> hey, man. I think- Who knew, right? He's <laughs> a power, more power to him. You know, good for him. I'm glad he cheated. I but don't, don't we all cheat, though? Like, Wes, yeah. uh, what, what were your sports? Yours were, what, soccer, soccer basketball? basketball? Track and field, baseball to an extent. But those uh, soccer and basketball were, were, were the main ones. And then now golf. But weren't we taught to cheat? I was. When I played soccer, I was taught to cheat. I was taught to... I was taught where to grab the jersey. I was taught when to stomp a toe. Mm-hmm. I was taught, taught when to throw an elbow. I was taught positioning on the ref to do some of this shit. A kidney shot. I was taught all sorts of cheating moves. Sure. That was part of my curriculum, and, and I, we all do it. So how do you beat it? You cheat better. Exactly. <laughs> you shove something up your ass. I... Listen, I, the sports thing is, is I'm not saying it's apples to pears because this is a game whereas, you know, performance enhancing drugs or something like that is, is a little bit different. Now, whether or not you want to consider in a, a communication anal bead or some, something like that is a performance enhancer, I, I, I might give you that one. But I know, Christ, there was a point in Spanish class and I took Spanish for two years in high school where I got to about two months in year one i was like all right yeah boy i'm gonna have to cheat in order to (laughs) maintain anything and yeah i mean we we stole quizzes ahead of time uh made photocopies of them uh you know i had had uh cheat sheets underneath my foot when she wasn't looking um and i mean once once we got done year two and i scraped by with nothing but bees I remember my mom was like, oh, well, you're not going to take a third year of Spanish? I was like, oh, no. I can't take the stress. <laughs> no mas. <laughs> no mas. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> the, other good one I, the other good one I did is I would wear a button-down shirt on test day, and I would tape a cheap, cheap, cheap sheet 
under like the um, like the one of the flaps on either the left or the right side, mm-hmm. and then I would sit and I would kind of flip the shirt over a little bit, and if anybody walked by, just kind of hit it with my thumb and straighten my shirt back out, and then when they walked away, I'd kind of tuck it back inside out again a little bit and just look down into my lap, and that's where all the answers were. Mm, pretty good. I heard we had, uh, we had we had ties, so it added another level of of you know of one compartment like you could hide stuff in it i literally wrote on cheap ties before <laughs> like wrote on the back of them like open open the seam up mm. fold open it up right yeah. right stuff you need down fold it back closed on the on the on the underside uh you can flip some stuff up in your collar because you got a collar shirt on so you flip some stuff up in your collar just to go ahead and yank that on out with a quick adjustment yeah all types of good stuff and then i like I'm a very good writer, so like I wrote people's papers, like at Frostburg. Like I would come up to visit, and somebody'd be like, "Yo, this paper's trash. Can you fix this shit for me?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, give me like an hour, and and like I don't know, go buy me some beer, and fucking I'd be like, here, here you go. Here's a thousand more words, and it's an A now. Take it." Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely did did that a little bit too. Could we yeah. collectively make money doing that? You think? Yes. Writing like we... writing college kids' papers. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Could. Sure. I mean, we'd, I think it's, it might technically be illegal, but either way. Yeah, yeah. I know a poetry professor at uh, Ohio. We could probably sabotage that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, because I was a minor in philosophy, I know I know how to write a philosophy paper. That's some pretty high brow shit that like dumbasses don't know how to fucking even attempt to tackle. Right. And then. Alan, you're articulate as shit. We could fucking, I can theorize. You can, you can write. Wes can edit. Wes can take, uh, get communications class fucking tests for people. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. We should make a fucking, it's like dirty work uh, for college kids. But you say it's illegal. Would it, this is a question for our legal counsel. Would it be illegal for us to perform it or would it be illegal for them to sequester? Pass it off. And work. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. We have to ask, write that down. Yeah. Okay. Write that, somebody write. I'm t- I'm talking like I, like t- from a technological standpoint, like put glasses on that have fucking cameras on them, straight up uh-huh. jackass style. We're out, you know, somewhere else getting the feed, and we can see it, and we just, you know, like it's answer. It's a uh, number B. Number B. Like, it, like, <laughs> like, an old, like an old school when they all react right. at the same time. That's right. Yeah, we could, do, we, yeah. Could, we could definitely nah, do something I mean, like that. It, Rent a truck. You could, def- <laughs> you could definitely make some money. Hmm. And like, I mean, especially like, I don't know, writing for certain topics is just fucking like, I remember writing. This is no offense to anyone, you know, because we need social workers. But I remember writing for some social workers and I was like, this is fucking this is a sophomore year of high school. All right. Well, well, let's write it up. This isn't hard. this isn't hard at all. Why don't you just throw me throw me a couple citations in there for good measure? We're fucking here. Take it, beat it, get out of my fucking office. There, there was like, Alan. I, yeah, I, we can make money. I, I wrote a paper for a mutual friend of ours uh, when when I was teaching out of college, and she was in college. She's like, "Hey, look, I, you know, I just I can't do this." And then uh, while my students were doing work, I was I was typing this paper on my laptop, and someone's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like, uh, "I'm typing a paper for uh, someone in college." Like, wait, were you doing that for someone in college? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing that. For what? To get laid, man. 
<laughs> Something that you're not going to experience for another three years. Now beat it. <laughs> Scoot. It's going to let me see your thing. So, yeah, yeah. I'm writing this. I'm writing this paper on the French Revolution. Right. I don't really care about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me see here. Um, yeah. I think we can move on to Fun Fact Friday. Fun yeah. Fact Friday, you say? Uh, that's right. Let's get to it. Five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Uh, would we like to perform any intro music for Fun Fact Friday this week? Love Shack, man. The Love Shack. The B-52s. All right. Let's see what we got here. Okay. The Love Shack. Okay. All right. Here we go. Coming down for Fun Fact Friday in three, two, one. Fun facts. Baby, fun facts. Fun facts. They're not life hacks. Let's get down the brass tacks with five fun little facts for you. I've got some information for you. So let's get to it on a fun fact Friday. They're fun facts. Fun little facts for your information. The fun facts, baby. Fun facts, baby. Fun facts. They're not life hacks. Fun facts, baby. Fun facts. Say what? Jim Splints. Recovery group. <laughs> fun facts. Okay, here we go. Let's get to it, my friends. My fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Did you know Kellogg's Corn Flakes and graham crackers were originally developed to curb sexual urges. Anyway, it wasn't wasn't for breakfast. wasn't for <laughs> wasn't for fulfillment in the morning. <laughs> no, it was for the lack of fulfillment in the morning. Something and graham crackers. What was the first thing? Corn flakes. Uh, Kellogg's corn flakes and graham crackers were originally developed to curb sexual urges. Now the. Uh, one of the Kellogg brothers was a doctor and he worked in like an insane asylum mm. and he found that most insane people like to jerk off all the time. So he was like, Hmm, maybe if I just feed them bland foods, they'll have bland sexual desires. Mm. And so they came up with, uh, the Kellogg's cornflakes and, uh, Dr. Graham had the same, uh, premonition about the graham crackers i can't i can't imagine the reefer madness ad for that like man do you wake up in the morning with morning wood well get yourself down to the kitchen and fill up a bowl of graham crackers and cornflakes that'll take care of that and get your ass to work and provide for your family how many wives got <laughs> fucking smacked with a rolling pin for coming home with a box of graham crackers <laughs> Stuart, i think you should have a box of these hmm so I wondered, like, it, I mean, that can't, that, that, that didn't sustain, right? No. Um, I, the only reason I know this is because the History Channel did, like, a whole, like, um, series of, like, foods that build America. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Dr. Kellogg's brother was like, hmm, these cornflakes, I see. It doesn't have anything to do with being horny, but everybody seems to love them. So he started marketing them. They had a big falling out. Dr. Kellogg kicked them out of the family. He still went and fucking branded it and then made more money than his brother did as a doctor fucking selling cornflakes. I, I like that also I'm, I'm trying to think of like the time frame here, too. Not that there, 
100% matters, but I'm thinking about not too far recent history, you know, dating back to like the early 1900s and even the 1800s, where a lot of people's jobs were to like curb sexual appetite. Like, oh, you're a hellion if you, you know, and I, I get it. I understand it. But even back then, it was like, mm, you think that way, you're going to hell. Oh, you fuck like that, you're going to hell. Oh, you shouldn't fuck that much. And at a certain point, they were like, Jesus Christ, they won't listen. They just keep, they just keep jerking off and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and some of them just do it out of spite. Mm-hmm. We need Tell to, me I can't do it, I'll do it more. They should have sent fucking cornflakes and graham crackers to colleges. That would have been... <laughs> That would have been the thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I often wonder how much different this country would be if we didn't have like this. I don't know. Sometimes I think the Puritanism might might have been a, been a help in some way. Like it, it made us rebel in good ways and probably kept us in check in some good ways as well. Could you could you imagine how much just like debauchery? the American culture would have been involved in if there were just no fucking rules. There was no threat of like eternal damnation. Yeah. We'd have been this this thing wouldn't have lasted. We wouldn't have lasted this long. We got what we're coming up on two fifty. I don't think we would have made it that far. There's gotta be some tapering. You're absolutely right. And Dennis Leary had a really good bit about this. He was talking about wearing bell bottoms. He was like, here we were in the middle of a sexual revolution, wearing clothing that guaranteed us not to get laid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ultimate yin and the yang. Did you know, in 1919, an exploding storage tank flooded the streets of Boston with a wave of molasses 15 feet high? You can look this up on Wikipedia. It's called the Great Molasses Massacre. Jesus. Did anyone die? Ah, yeah. (laughs) I know you think molasses moves at a slow pace. When you've got an entire... When you've got an entire water fucking tower filled with sticky, gooey delightfulness hmm. just come crashing down. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Pompeii in fucking slow motion. Yeah, I've Jim, heard of this. You've heard of that? Yeah, I've actually heard of this. Then it didn't sound pleasant. Did you have like a great uncle that uh, got burnt as a result? Or it's like, uh, No, believe it or not, my family isn't from here, <laughs> uh, Wesley. The molasses flood in Boston, Massachusetts was not really a problem for my kin, but I've heard of, I've heard tell of such a thing in in history. <laughs> yeah, you, Alan, you're absolutely right. I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, 21 deaths, 150 injured, and no mention of anyone from the Giannis family uh, within <laughs> this Wikipedia page. Yeah. Yeah. We just missed. We had, we had just hopped on a boat back to Nicaragua. Right. I see. Uh, he, well, Breen, Brogan, Cloggerty, Callahan, D. Sacito, Duffy, Francis, Galadrina. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the Honest Clan sold their house uh, to a couple of Irishmen that were it just rolled on into town. Ooh, uh, we kind of knew. That. Yeah, we, we, we were. We were warned of a molasses meltdown <laughs> approaching. Did it happen to be a uh, uh, Peter Shaughnessy? He was a teamster. That, that was yeah, his occupation. That's the guy. That was the guy. Yep, I thought that so. was him. Pete Pete, Pete Shaughnessy, uh, old Gramps called him. Yeah, uh, funny. Well, he was an eighteen-year-old teamster. So, <laughs> yeah. well, you, life was rough back then, and he didn't live that long, especially when you can be killed killed by molasses in the streets. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the kind of bright-eyed kid you sell a fucking house to in Molasses Alley. I I like to show the, <laughs> the discrepancy of this. Peter Shaughnessy, 18 Teamster, died in this. And then uh, Michael Sinnott, 78 Messenger, also perished in the wow. uh, Great Molasses Flood. Dude, check this out, though. Okay. Um, it was, what, 12,000 tons of molasses caused a wave 25 feet high, moving at 35 miles an hour. Jesus. Dude, there's no running. Get your surfboard. So fast for something so thick. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. This oh. also reminds – I see – this is on a like check your consider your source thing, but it's like uh, August eleventh, nineteen oh three. The A's were visiting Boston. I'm assuming this is Philadelphia because the A's were in Philly then. Uh, then playing at Old Huntington Avenue grounds at the plate in seventh inning. <laughs> Rube Waddell, color for Southpaw pitcher for the A's, was known. Um, passing. Hold on. Uh, so a this a foul ball went over the right field bleachers and landed on the roof of a baked bean cannery next door. The ball came to rest in the steam whistle of the factory, which began to go off. Uh, as it was not quitting time, work, as it was not quitting time, workers thought it was an emergency and abandoned their post. A short while later, a giant cauldron containing a ton of beans boiled over and exploded, showering the Boston ballpark with scalding beans. <laughs> 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 so when was the molasses flood? 1919 i mean it's 19 1903 so like you know within 18 years is a a, 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 a bean disaster and then a molasses disaster <laughs> poor town and everybody knows yeah everybody knows you don't get really tasty baked beans without a little molasses too so that's I right really, yeah yeah the molasses oh. is the I re I read that fact on some like it's it's like a fun fact baseball calendar that my mom got me when I was a teenager and that's the only one out of the entire year that stuck with me because I sat a young Wesley howled at that at that fact just thinking about someone eating popcorn enjoying themselves like what the hell what the Oh well, everybody gives OSHA a hard time, but has anyone been killed by molasses in a hundred years? Uh, I think not. That's a very, very, yeah, very sad not. point. That's a lie. There's some guy fell into like a vat of it and fucking died. Wow, oh, they were fucking you know, around. Probably, you know, they were probably, yeah, they were probably breaking the drug policy at that point. He became, it was more for at the time. They were like, "Fuck!" Now we got to drain this big ass tub of molasses out. Fucking mm -mm. get Jimmy's body out of there. It's mm -mm. fucking killing us mm -mm. just melt that P package it up and get it out that's, jimmy's part of the molasses <laughs> did you know in the u.s the typical school year is 180 days in china it's 251 days i i didn't 251 i i i seem to Remember when I was a kid, it was like two thirty. Now, have they extended that? Probably. Um, does it shock me? No, I did not know two fifty. I thought it was like two thirty two, somewhere between two thirty and two thirty five. But again, that's when I was in school because they would teachers would regularly show us charts like China, Japan, Norway, other you know, and us being like forty or fiftieth. Like, man, well, whatever. They're dumb. They need to learn more. We're fucking smart. You know, we know how to do it here. If we get it done. And, that, and now. Uh, and now a generation or two later, it's like, nope, we're idiots. We're dumb. We are <laughs> we're monumentally dumb. <laughs> mm. yeah. 
If a molasses disaster happened in Baltimore, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I'd get a mop. Mm-mm. I don't know, a, a, a strong bristled <laughs> broom. <laughs> well, first, you, show, you, you sell your house to an Irishman. Yeah, Just get on out of right. there. <laughs> Is your last name Shaughnessy? Okay, hey, look at this joint. Hey, hey, hey O'Hallahan, get over here. <laughs> but hold on, two hundred fifty-one days in a year. So wait, there's fifty-two weeks in a year, mm-hmm. and if you multiply it, so weekends. So what? Three sixty-five minus one hundred four. What do you get here? You get two hundred sixty-one. Yeah, but so no, that means they only have ten extra days off besides Saturday, Sunday. If you're looking at an American-style yeah. calendar, holidays. Think about that, man. Christmas. I mean, I, I don't know what the, what what China what what do China what do China what does China celebrate? <laughs> I should have probably could have used some more some more schooling. Uh, what did uh, China celebrate? Dragons, <laughs> tigers, <laughs> rats. I think rats are on there. Monkeys, monkeys. What else is on the calendar? You know, that's a good point. Dogs. Huh. I, I mean. Or, I mean, they do definitely they don't not, celebrate these all in a year. They, but, I, okay. Do they not celebrate Christmas? I don't think uh, so. I'm sure Christian Chinese people do, but... Yeah, but I'm sure they celebrate it in their basement away from windows <laughs> and the Gestapo that's fucking roaming the streets so they're not fucking burned in effigy in the street. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I don't, are Christians persecuted like that in China? I'm pretty sure they are, you know. I mean, I mean definitely I mean, don't, fair, don't really... fair play to the people persecuting the Christians. That's, I mean, I get it, but if I, I didn't know that that was the thing. I know don't they don't. Like, I, I know that they don't like uh, Muslim Chinese people. I know that that's a big thing. They they're not a fan. I'd like to, uh, but if it wasn't for the Uyghur, if it wasn't for the Uyghur Muslims, there wouldn't be any um, wigs to be sold. In the inner cities, so mm. you're you're welcome. Yeah, fine, straight Chinese persecution hair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. you're welcome, America. <laughs> Did you know? I almost read the same fact again. In 1912, it cost seven million dollars to build the Titanic, and in 1997, two hundred million dollars to make a film about it. Mm. Well, I mean, you know. James James Cameron. I mean, that guy runs a hefty hefty price. Yeah, I mean, they built like damn near a full size replica to crack in half, and then they CGI'd the rest of it. Like, I, how? Seriously, I want to know how long the replica they built in a giant studio. I want how how long was that on film? And you know that costs millions of dollars to build. I, I hold on. Say, what are you asking again? How long did it take to build the replica? So they built like a replica yeah. of the Titanic to like to film scenes on. Yeah, and they they also didn't they have like a a literal it was like a massive like mile long pool. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, they had one of those giant stage pools. Yeah. So the question I have is like, how long was how much video footage? Of that ginormous thing that they spent millions of dollars to build, how long was that on screen? Mm, uh, I mean, what's 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 Titanic? Two hours and twenty minutes ish, probably maybe longer. Who knows? Mm, yeah, I mean, you know, seventeen, eighteen minutes, maybe. Let's see. Okay, Total? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna do an inflation calendar calculator here. So we're gonna go seven, one, two, three, one, two, three. Okay, so seven million 
It would cost. I just want to see if it's close. Um, close to what? Yeah. Like one of like the the massive like ocean liners that they they build today. Just to see if like it costs about like because they they kind of just throw it out there. Well, it cost seven million dollars to make the Titanic back then, and it cost two hundred million to make the film. In fact, if you do an inflation calculator, it would have cost the exact same amount of money. It right. cost the same amount of money to build the Titanic as it did to shoot the film. I was going to say, in you know, seven million in nineteen. Well, like they probably built it in nineteen eleven, then it sailed in nineteen twelve. But seven seven million dollars. You say that to the layperson, they pro- their people's minds exploded. You talk about the Great Molasses disaster. There was probably more deaths when people found out how much yeah. a fucking Titanic was. I mean, I mean, you were paying, you were paying motherfuckers like nickels. <laughs> yeah. Like you were, you were paying like steam work, like iron workers, like a quarter every week. But if you really calculate it, the film was much more successful than the actual ship. That's true. <laughs> and that, my friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. I'm trying to get the Allure of the Sea. Allure of the Seas is the largest cruise ship right now. And if you have a picture, I want to see that thing because I've shoot that cost 1.5 billion. Uh, picture, Allure of the Sea, yeah, but it's probably got like a roller coaster, yeah, you're right, hospital. This, like, that's different. Okay, hold on here. Um, I don't think that's a good comparison. You're right, yes, they didn't have these fucking back, Jesus, that fucking thing, dude. It's a fucking. This is. I wouldn't even get on something like this. They got a rock, look. Two rock climbing things right here. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's see if we can find. Oh, look. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what that is. I don't even need to be on that ever. Wow. That's um. It's a. I will say this. It's amazing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah I don't want to fucking be on any kind of a vessel with that many people. Well, I mean. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want. Free will, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that just sounds terrible. I mean, I, I know that not all the seas are as deadly as, like, the Bering Sea when you're watching Deadliest Catch. But, like, I cannot imagine that thing taking, like, any wave to the side and staying afloat and staying upright. No, that's uh, exactly yeah. No, I mean, these things have, like, stabilizers and shit now. They're fancy. Yeah, but no, still, yeah. Like I wouldn't want to fucking go down on a ship with like a, a bunch of cruise people. Imagine. Here's, here's the here's the second largest. It's called Oasis of the Sea. Look at this sucker. Got a whole <laughs> amphitheater here with with hey, some high diving. The Royal um, Caribbean. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. That's uh, pretty wild. Side my side, go back up real quick. Okay. Which one? Which one do you want me to click on? Uh, right up, up one to the left. Is that a side by side of the two of them? Uh, Jesus! Good God Almighty! Yeah, go ahead, blow that up. Let's take a look at that bad boy. Uh, dude, that's just—they were like, "Oh, you thought our oasis was cool? Check out this allure. Suck our dicks." Yeah. Look at how big that fucking thing is. You imagine? I what I have trouble with is listen. I have trouble parallel parking my Hyundai Veloster from time to time. I can't imagine being like behind the wheel of that. I'd shit a brick. I'm like, all right, then just park. Well, it looks like they thing. don't even pull into ports really. Like the ports just make big sidewalks for their fucking human fucking cargo to come out on. Like 
They're just like, here, park it out there in the fucking ocean because it's a goddamn city. What are we yeah. going to do with this thing? If you want to get lost on YouTube for a while, look up like uh, like uh, like ships running ashore compilations. Oh, they're, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. They're just like, you just hear foghorns, and then all of a sudden, it's just a slow, crashing, crunching sound. So you know, it's like fucking 50 million tons just... I want to show you this. This is the last thing. And then I'll get you to like one cool story. So this here, uh, these here are, are two of these ships just like chilling. This is, this is where captains be like, you know what? Our guests aren't having enough fun. We're going to bring <laughs> these boats together and we're going to get silly. And <laughs> whatever STDs we have on this ship, we're going to give them to you and vice versa. I'm just looking at those two ships, and then I'm looking at the destination behind it. Yeah. And I guarantee you the population of those two ships is like four times that of whatever inhabitants are on that fucking island chain right yeah. there. You know, a, a friend of ours, uh, Alan, I think you've met him, or you've met him a number of times, uh, had the opportunity to be a golf instructor on one of these. Now, <clears throat> the salary would have been dick, but it would have been free room and board. And it would have been like a simulator within there with a pro shop, which sold some stuff and mostly like club repair. And then he would take people out to these extravagant golf courses and, and show them around and be their fourth, like three fucking old haggard motherfuckers. And, and he would be the fourth person and, gonna, you know, like, oh, let's play some golf. Wait, no salary? Mm. No, there was a salary, but it, it, was, it was like twenty five, twenty twenty six, twenty seven thousand oh, $27,000 a year. That's still like, that's like... If you if you don't have to feed yourself or have a place to live, like that's like fifty, sixty thousand a year. I was gonna say, in, I mean, I think he was in his in his early to mid twenties. I was like, dude, do it for a couple of years. I mean, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Hmm. It, it uh, probably it probably does kind of suck though. I've I don't I don't know, man. I mean, if you're that age and you're halfway good looking and you've got a dude, just. Yeah. Hang them and bang them. Talk about shanking it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like uh, you like woods? You like shafts? Okay. <laughs> Got a few balls I'd like to <laughs> show you. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, we've talked about this uh, leading up to this week. This is Before You Go. This is our next Good Bad Movie Review. And Alan takes it away with, nonetheless, the Carrot Top film known as... Something of the something I forget. It's look. It's not even fair to call this a good bad movie review. This is just a bad bad movie review, and I apologize for getting us involved in this. I apologize for getting myself involved in it. Like, yeah, I, I thought it was gonna be a funny funny haha. Like, ha ha, Carrot Top's movie. It's just so bad. Uh, oh boy, is it bad, guys? So here's the thing. It's basically like Tommy Boy. But if you kind of switch some roles, in. so like, <laughs> like his father didn't leave him the company, a random, a random man he found on like the side of the road. Right. Fucking, who, who was smitten with his inventions. He's like, yeah, yeah who, like, who is who like loves his inventions. He thinks he's he's ingenious, uh, played by the great Jack Warden, who also surfs. Yeah, who's a big surfer. Uh, Carrot Top and his two roommates are surfers as well. Uh -huh. uh, so it all comes for full circle, basically like 20 minutes. First of all, the movie's an hour and a half, and it was probably a, the most torturous hour and a half a on ever. But 
Well, I digress. We get back to it. Fucking. So he needs to make rent. He's getting fucking chased out of uh, he's getting chased out of his apartment with his roommates because he's been spending money on all of his zany inventions. Uh <laughs> Like oh, a yeah. slurpy, like a slurpy cup that with a heater, so you don't get brain freeze. Mm. Oh, the uh, ba- the baseball bat that has the nut scratcher attached yeah, to it. The so. baseball bat has the nut scratch. <laughs> like, first of all, you open on this motherfucker with like a a baby carrot top in a fake womb, making inventions. Mm. Uh, and so I mean, just really sets the tone going into it. But like I said, it's basically Tommy Boy with a couple things moved around. Right, he inherits his company fucking guy who thought he was supposed to inherit the company very upset that's he's played by larry miller i believe yes uh you know classic 90s like comedic bad guy Mm -hmm. uh so great 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 casting there not gonna lie um (laughs) orny thorn smith plays like the scorned woman executive who's definitely not gonna ever really get the job that she wants because she's a woman right and it's 1994 um and Larry Miller, right? right? So Larry Miller goes to sabotage uh, Carrot Top as he's making inventions and losing money because if, of course, the loophole is if Carrot Top lets the the the, the stock share drop to below twenty dollars, he loses the whole thing, right? So in this world that has been created around Carrot Top, set in California, uh, glow in the dark doesn't exist. So Edison, Carrot Top, creates glow in the dark. And it's fucking revolutionary, right? Like, literally, they couldn't think of a fucking fake invention to give Carrot Top, who makes inventions. <laughs> they were like, we're just going to create a world where glow-in-the-dark anything doesn't exist, <laughs> and then you're going to make it. <clears throat> he makes it. Larry Miller gets his hands on it. I don't even remember that guy, that character's fucking name. Fucking, he ends up giving it to some guy who fucking covers it covers himself with it and c- claims that one of carrot top's other adventures which is a tv slash tv dinner it's a it's a tv dinner with a tv it yeah anyway <laughs> so the tv tv dinner causes excessive amounts of radiation and the guy covers himself with glow in the dark and he's like ah see i'm fucking irradiated and then carrot top ultimately debunks that fucking larry miller doesn't get the company Fucking Carrot Top keeps the company, but then he hands it over to Courtney Thorne Smith because obviously there was a love thing yeah. there. Who really cares? Also, wasn't okay. Wasn't there a part where, and this is based upon my Cliff Notes version, where I, you know, on YouTube, where if you hit the forward button, it'll go forward five seconds. I I watched the entire movie while kind of simultaneously <laughs> doing that and catching tidbits here and there. Uh, wasn't there a part where Larry Miller is wearing one of his inventions, where if he lies, he farts? And he was telling yes. lies and then farting in front of the entire board. Like, see, see, he's yes. lying. He's lying. He's lying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. That did that happen. Oh, I, I almost <laughs> forgot the most important part. Uh, the Bo Derek was Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch That's was right. Armand, yeah. Armand's wife. And she was kind of like, like leading Larry Miller's character on that. You know, she'd give, she'd give him the Raquel Welch booty if she got, if he got the company back. Mm. Uh, he didn't get the company back, obviously, so he didn't get Raquel Welch booty. Um, but Carrot Top got Courtney Thorne Smith booty, so I guess right. waiting for Carrot Top. And then they they continued to rent out Carrot Top's mom's house, the the seaside beach house. It wasn't his... her mom. Her mom though. His it was. Mom. It wasn't his mom. What the original like the 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 place the, that they needed rent money for to begin with? Okay. Yeah, I thought that All was right. Carrot Top's Do we mom. really need to get caught in this detail? <laughs> I mean, is this really place. an important <laughs> factor in what we're 
discussing she, here. It's also it's, like, hold on, but the funny thing is, is that she has a, like one of those like voice modulators that she puts up yeah, to her it's throat. A, like, it's nah, Estelle nah, Harris. Nah, Estelle yeah. Harris. Estelle Harris plays. <laughs> Uh, their landlord, and all it is is just like a, like a like a like a more voice boxy version of Estelle Harris. Of like, Estelle Harris, you yes. are a bunch of losers who need money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. So terrible. But hey, all right. So while we're at it, take a guess, guys. What was the score on Rotten Tomatoes? I thought it was it Six, nine, sixteen percent. Ooh, so close. Thirteen, thirteen percent, and it's got a two point three out of ten on IMDb. Yeah. I, I did actually read a few of the user or uh, non was it like non critic reviews yeah. yeah and someone someone just said uh, uh, Christ what, what who's the who's the com- who's the comedian that we talked about on uh, Conan uh, Norm yeah it's like Norm Norm McDonald was right that was it that was the criti- that was the Dude, <laughs> that was the, the funniest part of Chairman of the Board is the Norm McDonald skit on SNL about it. Or on fucking Conan Come. about it. It's like chairman like board. It's spelled B O R E D. So fucking bad, man. Oh god. God, I don't know why I did that to myself. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, like, that's I, right. like, I was like, it's gonna be funny, and it wasn't. Like I couldn't. And when I was watching it, I was like, this is just Tommy Boy. Right. They just moved, just moved a couple pieces around. It's like Tommy Boy in the Pest with John Leguizamo, kind of like. Oh bad, my bad. god. Yeah, I could see that. Can, can you believe that John Leguizamo had a career after that movie? After the pest? Yeah. I, I mean, you 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 got to pull yourself out of the out of the fucking molasses from the streets of Boston to to salvage a, like, an acting what kind career. Of a, what kind of a C list fucking Larry Miller and Raquel Welch fucking like evil couple is that? Like you, like Adam Sandler or not fucking Adam, but like Chris Farley and David Spade could pull fucking Bo Derek and fucking Rob Lowe, right? And then. The carrot top cast was like, so who's our Bo Derek guys? Raquel Welsh, we got it. Bring her in here. Yeah, and also, I mean, like uh, E M E M Welsh, Bill Irwin, uh, Jack Warren. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of like that's a true. murder. And that guy uh, was it. The guy he kills in the beginning when he shoots open uh, all the bees. Uh, Taylor, I think it's Negron. He's the ba- he's one Negron. of the like, the bad guys in the last Boy Scout. I mean. You, you got some heavy hitters in I think here. You made even a more obscure reference than fucking chairman of the board there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean there are some heavy hitter like old guys. That's right, Jack right. McGee. I see Jack I McGee. Back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like heavy hitter old guys, but I mean they were in a Carrot Top film, right? So, so uh, Scott, mm, yeah, Scott Carrot Top Thomas. So uh, Murr, I mean you've been pretty quiet throughout this. Uh, did you not watch it? <laughs> I watched it. 30 years ago and knew that there was no point in subjecting myself to this again. And when Alan brought it up as his movie that he was going to review, Mm -hmm. I knew that this was a bad, bad movie. And there, a good, bad movie is a movie that has been ranked poorly yet is enjoyable, entertaining. There's nothing enjoyable or entertaining about chairman of the board. Uh. I really thought, like, from my memory, <laughs> I really thought from my memories, I was like, oh, I remember that being a zany fucking you know, thrill ride of a comedy. Nope. Wrong. Right. I, was, I was very wrong. It was not, it wasn't neither zany nor a thrill ride nor a comedy. It's- I saw <laughs> the movie poster as, I was going to watch it, and then when I saw the movie poster of 
It's like, no. like Carrot Top flying through the air, like with this fucking look on his face. He's like, nope, we're done here. This is like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. We are not doing like this. Like a studio greenlit that union fucking film workers like went to a set and <laughs> fucking turned cameras on and fucking held boom mic. Like a whole ecosystem of humans. Yep. Got paid off of this piece of absolute garbage. <laughs> Carrot Top was at the top of his game yeah, at pun, the time. Pun intended. Yes. He was absolutely on top of the world. He was doing every late night show there was to do. And they were like, we got to give this guy a movie. And they probably let him write it. <laughs> I think he was, uh, yes, he is. I think he is a co writer and like executive producer. Maybe. Oh, boy. So, you know, like, all the creative influence was really going to take this one to the top. Yeah. Hey, uh, so are, are, are we done with this? Yes, I yeah. think. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. we did have a, a comment uh, when I was debating with a 9-11 truther who did say, hey, just saw your channel. You guys are really funny. I like it. Very entertaining. Love the good, bad movies. Made me laugh. I'm a huge fan of Jaws. Uh, Jaws 2, 3, 4... No. Was there a five? I saw one at the theater when I was five or six. For two years, I was terrified of going to the beach, uh, which was at Lake Erie. Just subscribe. Can't wait to watch more. So, Murr, congratulations on uh, on that one yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Score one for the dumb bald guy. Murr, you are next. Uh, by the way, we'll get you, I don't know, like three weeks' time. Uh, <clears throat> so think about it. Let us know uh, what good bad movie you have. Hey, you got any ideas brewing up there? Yeah, right. What do you think? Nah, I, I, I really don't. At the, at the, you kind of derailed me on your choice, so I wanted to see how this went. <laughs> um, I've got, I've got a few ideas in mind, but see, again, I picked Jaws as a good bad movie because it should be a bad movie, but it turned out to be, to be a good, a good movie, a great movie, a classic film. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you in two weeks' time. Chairman of the board is now. Alan, tell the kiddos and the kidettes where you can find the middle class holes. Oh, you can find us on all of your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We're the middle class holes on Facebook and TikTok. And for your listening pleasure, please check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That's right. All right. Oh, yeah. Did we get any emails? Do we have we got any, any emails? I don't even remember. I don't even remember the last time I read it out. Tickle hey, our tummies at gmail.com. Send us emails. No. No, 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 we're good. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll come rolling in here like molasses. Anyway. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll catch you next week. It's my birthday. Have a good one.